Welcome to the Recovering Perfectionist Podcast, where I empower you to develop sustainable habits, challenge society, and take messy action. I'm Christine, life balance coach and world champion ballroom dancer, and I believe that everyone has the power to create their very own life by design. The Recovering Perfectionist podcast was created with a mission to encourage a life of abundance by finding peace and acceptance in our own imperfections and developing healthy self-love through sustainable habits and manifestation. It's time to align with the universe for the full human experience and redefine what it really means to be successful. Uh It's too good, the secret is out and wow, Uh uh-huh. Welcome back to another episode of the Recovering Perfectionist podcast, and I am absolutely just over the moon today uh, to have this amazing guest on with me. Her name is Halai, and she's a feminine spirituality coach. Guys, we are in for an amazing conversation right now. I hope that you're listening in. Uh, Halai, welcome. Thank you. feels so good to be here. Yeah, I'm really, really excited to talk to you. Uh, I have been, you know, as I do my research before I talk to my guests, I definitely have been, you know, Instagram stalking you a little. <laughs> and Love that. Uh, yeah, no, you are just so positive online, just very, um, but you know, a lot of people are positive. I don't even want to say it like that. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going to even go there. It's more, um, I feel like you're really just connecting with people and just trying to share valuable information that has helped you in your life. And you're just like, I can't keep this in any longer. Everyone needs to know this. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. I honestly sometimes get a little bit triggered by the word positive. It's like, sometimes there's so much like fluff and like, here's all the things that you can do, but I try so, so hard to make sure that what I communicate is like, this worked, like I did this and I sucked at that. And this is why I'm here doing what I'm doing. Like I I need to share me. So I'm happy it comes out that way. And you can feel that everything I do is like been tested on myself. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that, that I'm learning that as well, you know, going through, um, uh, doing my own thing. So I started off doing ballroom dancing and was in an industry there. And then now I'm doing, uh, life coaching and it's been just the coolest experience. I've been working with some amazing clients as well. And you're right. It's like in ballroom dancing, it, that's why this is called recovering perfectionist because you really are pushed to perfection in order to yeah. make your dreams come true. But it's, uh, it's what I'm learning in this industry is the imperfections that are actually what's making the biggest difference, mm-hmm. you know? I- Absolutely. And, you know, ultimately your niche as a coach is the very thing that you struggled with the most. It's that, you know, you can only relate to people to the degree that you've experienced that pain and gone through that hurt. And so, yeah, exactly that the part of you that was like traumatizing growing up or in your past is the very thing that gives you your power. and, And now you're able to communicate to others. So yeah, for me specifically, like I was so on the other end of the spectrum in my masculine that now I have this power in my feminine that I'm like, everybody needs this. This is the way to live. This is like my thing. I'm so happy about it. Um, just because I've been so on the other end as well. Totally. Yeah. Um, I love how you said that your niche is actually the thing that you struggled with the most. 
um, that's that's so true because everyone ends up helping the they're basically their past versions of themselves essentially oh yeah that's exactly right <laughs> that's awesome so um yeah so talk about uh, i like how you said in more in your masculine and then now in your feminine so i think a lot of people don't quite understand what that means so let's dig deeper into kind of that energetic i noticed you talk a lot about that on your instagram yeah so obviously every gender has both masculine and feminine energies within us but there is one one that we predominantly embody one that feels more natural one that like if we follow this path it's so much comes to us more more easily and so i grew up like in in like a very masculine structured home um like there was this massive pressure in my household to like, be successful i grew up with a family of immigrants who put on that pressure like all right get the job do the thing check off the boxes like being that golden child that needed to have it all together and I did all the right things I, I did everything so structured I hustled I got myself to you know graduated college early went to work in a corporate job was really successful and um I reached a point where I, I'd been promoted as much as I could and I was like now what what is this it um, and it was just such a deep level of just anxiety, disconnection for myself, unworthiness, because I had done all these things and operated on the drive for success, but none of it was really in alignment with me. None of it was through my service and how I meant to show up in the world. And so it took a while until I found myself more in my feminine and operating from a place of love, from a place of genuine service, um, learning to attract things into my life rather than hustling, outpouring, and doing. Um, and then- I relate to that big time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, we grew up thinking that's, that's normal, that productivity is just this, this thing to be praised about, oh, good job, you had a hard day, you burnt out, you know, you need to have a glass of wine to unwind just because the day was so intense. Like we're so proud of that sometimes. The harder so. you work, the more, yeah, the more praise society gives you for like, you worked hard. You're totally right. And I, and I relate to that a lot with, um, I made a post about this uh, a few weeks ago about checking all of society's boxes. Mm. And that's, you know, I, growing up the way that I did, that was kind of what we did as well. It was like, okay, you're, you grew up in dancing, so you're going to do this and you're going to win this title and you're going to do this and you're going to compete. And then you're going to, um, you know, then you're going to go to college and then you're going to get this. And, you know, like you said, and I, we got, I got to the end of the road where I was like, what's happening here? Like, why am I not happy? I just got into this top program in college. This is what I wanted, but it's not what I wanted. It's what society said I wanted. And you get to a place where you're like, I checked all the boxes and I'm still unhappy. So there's a flaw in the system, <laughs> you know? Right. And, and there's this like ladder of, okay, this is next. And then here's the next step. Okay. Um, and it's so laid out for us. It, it's easy to, to surrender to that because it's, it's, there's a certainty you can see, well, I can see how my life will look like. And sometimes we can find that we choose the path that may be slightly mediocre, but we have clarity on what it's going to look like versus the road that is so blank, so blind, but could truly be passion and desire and, and everything that we crave. Yeah. Um, so often people will actually choose just what they know and what they can have a little bit of control over. That's true. Yeah. Control is a big thing. That's a big thing that comes up time and time again in my living beliefs for sure. Um, so what do you find? You work with mostly women or do you work with men as well? 
at the moment I work with only women. Um, right. I do have this like itch that down the line I want to do couples. Um, I'm really into relationships and understanding those dynamics. So yeah. yeah, I'm not in a place right now where I'm doing like couples coaching, but that is something that is really calling me and it will be something I'll step into in time. Nice. So what is the, uh, I would say the main thing that comes up all the time in these maybe first or second sessions with these women that you're really working on? The, in the beginning, it's a lot of like unloading the emotions that are still stuck. So, so often we're thinking like, let me just add in some positive affirmations. Let me just, you know, create some, some positivity and, and motivation. But if you're stuffing that on top of like the hurt and the inner child pain and the emotions that are quite literally trapped in your body, it's like putting a bandaid over an infection. It just makes it worse. You're just suffocating it. Yeah. Um, so in the initial stages, it's a lot of like undoing, unloading, like releasing those emotions, um, really saying goodbye. There's, there's a death and release that happens in, in the cyclical nature of the feminine. And you need to, in essence, let the old version of you die and, and let go and, and maybe even mourn her death and release her fully in order to make way for new, new you. There's only so much space within you. So yeah, figuring out what needs to be yeah. written in order to truly call in the next version of yourself. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, I felt that too, as I've gone through chapters and evolved into different versions of me, um, but I've never looked at it in that way where you're kind of like mourning the loss of that person, but it's a good mourning in the sense of like, because now you can step into a new version of yourself that's up-leveled. Um, but yeah, that's a very interesting visual. Yeah. And, and you're right. It's morning in a healthy way. Like I no longer need this. Yeah. Um, you just, you're outgrowing it. You're shedding, you've got to shake it off a little bit. Right. So. A, 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 what do they say? A snake sheds their skin all the time throughout their lifetime. Like it's kind of like we're shedding the outer layer and revealing new and deeper inner layers that are there that are trying to come out, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So that's the beginning, unloading the stuff that's been trapped in there. And then we can kind of get to a place of, okay, what do we want to call in? How do we want to reshape our dynamic? How do we want to radiate so that we're becoming a magnet for what we want? So that we're a match for our soulmate, we're a match for abundance, we're a match for opportunities. Like everything is the way that you exude yourself. So, you know, we can only do that once we unload some things and then start to, to show up as that next version of ourselves. Yeah, I love that. Um, I, I, I work on that a lot with my clients too, of how do you want to show up in the world? Um, that's mm -hmm. not something, I mean, we, we could like literally talk for three hours about what they don't teach you in school, but <laughs> that they should, but, um, but I think that's a major thing that you don't get from your parents. You don't get, I mean, it depends on that your upbringing, but a lot of people around you, they're just trying to figure it out as well. So then what happens is that we don't ever have the conversation. How do you want to show up in the world? What are you trying to put out? What kind of goodness or how do you want people to perceive you? I think that people ask themselves that question, but it tends to be a little bit rooted more in vain based on social media. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I work on that a lot with my clients of like, let's talk about your goals and let's talk about what that person is doing 
and how they are showing up in the world and how they're walking to their car and how they're dressing and how they're talking, you know, and things like that. And I don't think that's ever put a focus on that I'm hoping we're changing that stigma. Yeah, absolutely. And discovering what that means for you. Um, because again, if you're, you're focusing on alignment through structure, well, this person did it this way, or this is what this type of person looks like. What does it feel like for you? You know, what, what does it look like for you? Um, that is truly the only truth. And that is the highest path. And that is the only way that it'll work. Um, so the mentorship is so powerful to, to get the idea of what's possible, but that is not the framework. And that is not like the, the path that you need to go down or the structure that it will look like. Um, all, always about like tuning back in, like what makes me feel in and out of alignment? Like how does my body respond to something that feels like a full body? Yes. Versus a full body. No. Mm. Can I detect that within myself? And, and make pivots, just literally pivoting. All, the game of life is really not necessarily like making all the right moves. It's just slightly pivoting through any move, like just moving through movement. Right. It's like you do something, you know, you output and then you get feedback and then you adjust based on that feedback to give a different mm -hmm. output that's hopefully going to have a better result. And it's that ebb and flow. Absolutely. For yeah. sure. You were talking about uh, mentorship. Um, I think that that's a really important thing for people to dive deep into and what that actually means. Um, because I'm sure you're like me, like I always say coaches need coaches too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so people think, oh, you're a life coach. So you have it all together. And it's like, yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> right. we're still figuring it out. We're just in a different, um, up, we're in a different place in our up level than the people that we're helping. Um, mm -hmm. and so they see us very differently, but we're looking at the gaps that we're missing and looking at our mentors and saying, okay, this is where we need to go next. Um, so when did you start working with a coach? Uh, did you get, what kind of coach did you get first? Was it like business? Was it manifestation? Was it like what, and how a little bit about that journey? It's for me, I have not really resonated with business coaching very much. I have tried and it just has not clicked. That's why my business is run truly in my feminine and it's all been intuitive and attraction based. Yeah. Um, so that's why, and that's because of the coaches that I've had. I've done emotional coaching, feminine embodiment coaching, manifestation coaching. So all about like, how do I work on me so that then the abundance shows up, then the business arrives, then I find my rhythm. So since the beginning, I, I've been able to do courses, one-on-one -on -one coaching, I've done masterminds. So that is why I'm here today. That is literally why I've escalated as quickly as I have is because of all the support that I've received and how much I've invested in, in being such a yes to this process. Oh my gosh, that word though. Yeah. Invest the very first year. I don't know if you remember this, the first year that you kind of made that switch and like you either look at your taxes at the end of the year, or you look at all these different things and you're like, I invested so much money in myself this year on coaching or whatever, you know, like I, I remember mm -hmm. that first year that I did that. I, I looked at my stuff. I was like, wow, but it didn't feel like wasted money. I was almost more proud of myself for mm -hmm. taking my hard earned money and investing it back into myself to get better mentors, better coaches, better information. Cause we really don't know what we don't know. Right. That's my favorite line. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. So, you know, might as well like help get someone to help fill those gaps for you. So absolutely beautiful.
Yeah. So um, as I was doing my, you know, research on you, I noticed that you are living the life right now, uh, starting off your year right in Costa Rica. How is that? Oh my gosh. It is, it's an interesting experience being here. So I, I was living um, in Bali last year for about a year okay. and then COVID happened. I like moved home really suddenly and was like feeling like, like my life was starting all over. Like, no, I, I just built this foundation. Um, so I spent six months in North Carolina, just living there, trying something new, but I'm like, all right, I cannot do winter. No, <laughs> so I'm here hard. in Costa Rica yeah. and I'm in the same town that I lived in um, when my like rock bottom really hit. Ooh. So I like just started my spiritual journey and, you know, I wasn't really seeing my environment matching how I was feeling inside. Mm. And that happens a lot. You kind of like start the work, do some personal growth, and then maybe your friends aren't on board or your family's not on board and you slip backwards. And that's, that's a big part of what happened to me during the time that I was here last. And I was so just lost, disconnected, didn't know who I was. Um, but ultimately that led me to where I am today. I, I reached like such, such a low point that I thought like, oh my gosh, I need to do something. I cannot, there's no much, there's no lower I can go. Yeah. I need to get back up. And yeah. here I am, you know, a few years later, finally back here. And it's such a different version of Halai that is sitting here and, you know, doing coaching, doing podcast interviews, living this life. And it's unreal to think about how much has changed during this time and how the old me like was truly scared of coming back to this town. So I was just going to say like, post. what a transformative moment to come back to a place where you were your lowest. Usually we want to avoid those places and be like, mm -hmm. that's my past. Um, but uh, yeah. How do you feel like that must be, it's almost like we want to face that in order to feel like we've moved on, you know, we've become a new version. Yeah, um, you're so right. And I, I avoided it like an old, an old ex that I didn't want to talk yeah. about. <laughs> totally. Um, so didn't talk about it. I was like, oh, that's a black hole. Never going there again. But something in me said, I'm ready. I'm like mm -hmm. ready to go back. And I had avoided it for a long time, but something said it was time. And even when I came here, I was like starting to get anxious feelings. Like, am I really going to go back? Like, what if I rewind? What if I undo everything that I've ever done? Oh yeah. And Relapse. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even though I've, I've had so much success and I've, you know, having such an impact on other people, there was this little voice in my head that was saying like, oh my gosh, what if you sabotage it all? Mm -hmm. But coming here, I knew I was like, I'm ready for this. And, and the experience has just been so remarkable. Like just mm -hmm. seeing who I am today and how much strength I have and how what would have triggered me and what would have led me to like a dark path in the past is no longer, uh, you know, taking control over, over me. So it's a beautiful place to be in, to finally go into your past. And I think it's, it's really like a nice little time capsule almost of seeing the old Totally. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting chills just hearing you talk about it. Like that's <laughs> such an amazing, um, cause I have, I think we all maybe have places like that in our life where it's like, Oh, I just was not, in the best place here, this, this, this city, this town, this country, whatever holds a very dark space in my life. And even if you become the, you know, when you become this great version of yourself and you've overcome those obstacles, uh, I still think the first reaction is not to go back to those places because you do want to put it in your past, you know, cause you don't want to be mm -hmm. triggered or relapse, like you said. 
So to be able to face that fear and the fact that you were talking about that you felt so called, like it felt like the right time. So talk about that a little bit because we do, um, you know, we talk a lot about this spirituality and woo woo as some people call it and all these things. And I think that's what keeps people um, maybe a little bit at a distance when they're trying, they know they need to gain some kind of self-awareness and help and mm -hmm. guidance, but they don't maybe understand the terminology that's being used and what we do. So how do you channel, like, how do you understand? Cause I, I will tell you from an athlete's perspective, that's something that aligned perfectly with spirituality for me. Like I always said, I'm not very religious. I'm more spiritual. Mm -hmm. I understood the law of attraction very early. Um, you know, thanks to my upbringing and when you're in your body as an athlete and you have to maintain a certain level of discipline and understanding what you need, you need to know when you need water, when you need food, what you need, how to up level in your muscle gain and all of these things and how to sustain, you know, um, a competition, essentially your stamina. And so I've always been in tune with my body. So coming into spirituality, it was like, okay, now I just have to go more deeper into the emotional side of things. It's not just the logical side mm -hmm. um, of like how my body runs physically. It's how my body runs emotionally. Um, but so many people aren't even in touch with the physical side yet. You know, like they're like, why do I keep gaining weight? Why do this? Why that? Um, so how, what, what's some advice that you can give on how people can get more in touch with how to listen to their body? Like what, when their body speaks to them, you know? Hmm. That's, that's a great question. And it really does start with physical, like just very baby things. Like in the morning when you wake up, like, do I feel like a coffee or am I just having it because every day I have this thing? Like just check in so simple. And when you make these little decisions that don't have this much pressure on you, like you're not deciding whether or not to do chemotherapy or not. Um, should I have a cup of coffee? Does this feel right? And, and over time, it's a muscle and you build it and it becomes more obvious, but we don't practice it enough. And it's okay if you do baby things. Like if you say like, do I feel like a walk this morning? Or maybe I just want to lay on the grass. Oh, what, which feels good. Which one feels nice. Um, and so just continuously practicing that muscle over and over again. And then when the bigger moments happen, you can trust like, you know what? I, I can feel what my yes is. I can feel what my no is just differently. Right. So basically um, starting so small. Yeah, it's just start, starting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Starting small. Um, and I think everyone has that intuition in them, but I don't, I think the biggest thing is they're like, well, I can't, my body doesn't speak to me. I don't know. And it's like, I think it does. And people don't listen. They don't trust it. I think it's more that than they don't hear the or they don't see the red flags. Right. I mean, your your body is the first indicator. So the way that I perceive and have seen anxiety show up in, in my clients um, is you first get an indicator in your body if something is a yes or a no, like immediately. Your body mm -hmm. and your nervous system is like your unconscious self. How much of your body operates that you're thinking? The whole thing. So it it is completely your unconsciousness is existing in your body. So it feels a yes, it feels a no right away in the moment. If you lean into it, great, you're going into alignment. If you pull away from it, if you're denying what your body feels, then you're moving away, you're moving more out of alignment. And then it might, might start to make the energy, it's like making its way up to your mind. And then you reach into like that overthinking brain, like, oh, like what should I do? Back and forth, pro con, like the freaking out phase of, of oh. not being able to really process things that indecisiveness still, that we all feel constantly that overwhelms us yeah we've all been there 
Yeah, yeah, um, the indecisiveness. And then after that, if you still ignore, if you're still not able to like come to certainty within yourself, then it can lead to like a physical ailment where you're getting like a rash on your body or um, you're having like migraine headaches or you're, you're quite literally even breaking a bone. Um, and so it's trying to get your attention and say, hello, listen up, this isn't yeah. okay. Um, and then the anxiousness ultimately just shows up because it's like a, a mush of emotions. You've probably disregarded so many emotions and thoughts over and over again, that anxiety, just like your body and mind, like having an alert system, like something is wrong, but you know, it's been so long since we've checked that we don't really know which, <laughs> what's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you're right. I like how you say that, do a check-in, like self-evaluate, you know, become self-aware. Um, I think my biggest problem years ago was, um, the people weren't self-aware in the sense of like interacting, coexisting with other people. Cause how many mm -hmm. times do you walk in someplace and someone just doesn't see you and doesn't hold the door for you, or you're pulling into the same parking spot or something. It's just like, people are so in their own bubble and zone. Yeah. And that used to really aggravate me. Cause I'm like, seriously, people, or people would walk across the street and I'm like about to pull out. And it's like, I understand you think you're <laughs> right away, but this doesn't end well for you. If you you know, you'll never win this because uh, I'm a car. So <laughs> I'm in the wrong, you know? So uh, that to me was just this ignorance that I saw in people. But then when I started doing, you know, when I started coaching, it took it to a whole nother level of like, wow, like these people are, they're unaware of me in their space when we're out and about, but they're also so unaware of what is happening within them both mentally, emotionally, physically, and they're causing their, themselves so much harm and they don't even see it, mm. you know? Absolutely. And, and it's easy to be like, oh, you know, hello, wake up, yeah. <laughs> you know, pay attention, come, come back to presence. Like we, we want to, we crave that in connection in each other. There, there's nothing more painful than being around other humans who aren't present with you, who aren't right. here in this moment alive. And, and whether that's an intimate partner or just somebody that you're in a waiting room with, there, yeah. there's this longing for, for presence and connection. Right. And, and we just feel more seen and, and heard through that. So even like the frustration that comes from these little moments is, is ultimately just like our, our own self. Like, I want that. Like, I want you here. Like, I want you here with me. And even acknowledging that own longing that we have within ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it's, you know, it's, it's, I can forgive that, you know, we're in, you know, I don't know you, we're in line at a target and, you know, you're just having a rough day. And so things happen, but how do you, you know, like the idea is you don't want to be forgiving yourself, you know, or maybe you do need to forgive yourself in the sense of like, I'm letting myself down. I'm not showing up for myself, my body, my mind, everything's trying to tell me something. I'm, I'm upset and I'm not listening to it. And I'm just, you know, business as usual. And it's like, that is, <laughs> that's the hardest thing for me to watch. Um, I mean, the clients I think, and you can confirm this as well, that come to me specifically, they are wanting to better their life in a habit way. So I work with sustainable habits and I help them create really healthy disciplines and daily routines that can help them to achieve their goals. Um, and we do that, you know, um, we're breaking perfection cycles and self-doubt cycles and we use the sustainable habits as a tool. And then I use manifestation in my practice as well. Um, so those people that are already coming to me or that I'm reaching out to that are receptive, they, 
they're getting a little inkling of that self-awareness. And they're like, yeah, something's wrong. And I clearly can't fix it on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, so that asking for help, that's the, that's the hardest thing to do sometimes, but it's the only thing that's necessary to up level to that next step. Uh, oh, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Just a- asking for help uh, as women. I think that we forget how much we, we crave that and yeah. it's so okay to receive support. Like I can be successful and need help. Like I can be needy and motivated. Like I I can do it, but I choose to receive the support because why not? Why not redirect my energy a little bit better? Um, And if you can't even receive support from people, that links to your ability to receive support from the universe. Like if we cannot get little daily help and and own up to that, how can we expect ourselves to receive the support of, of finding our dream home and, and dream love and uh, the perfect job, like these big life things that we want the universe to guide us to. Well, if, if you, if you're ready to receive and you're willing to be helped, then you'll get it. But you know, the resistance to that ultimately is creating the wall. Yes. Cause the resistance pushes it away further and further. When you think you're keeping out the bad, you're actually keeping out the bad and the good. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's those walls, man. Um, okay, well, I will tell you that um, in doing some more research, I feel like I just like have been stalking you, but I'm like, I just needed to know, you know, kind of who you were. I found out that you are connected to someone very special to me is Kristen Jenna. Yeah, she is my best friend. She's in the room right next door to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> and um, a close friend from college even. Awesome. Well, for those who are listening who don't know, uh, Kristen is a manifestation coach and she is actually, she was my manifestation coach. And so I worked with her um, in some, uh, some of her programs and it's been, it, I mean, definitely changed my life. She's phenomenal. Talk about someone living in her truth. Uh, <laughs> she embodies that every day. Um, so how have you you say your best friends. So how have you um, collaborated, learned from each other? How has your relationship together strengthened? Because it sounds like you guys have been together for a long time. So you were together when you were kind of in the dark places together, right? And now you guys are both living in your highest selves. What an amazing transformation to go through together. Um, How has that experience been? It's been pretty special. I'm really lucky to have had um, like a mini tribe that we have within each other through this process. We've been through the dark times together. We've been through the the climb, the uphill, the grind season, like all of that. Um, so it's really cool to have had conjoined journeys. And I think that's something that I really needed. And we both like needed that support within each other. So that's why I so encourage people to, to share this experience with friends and, and to talk about the growth that you're on and, and what you're curious about, because you never know who else is also secretly really into it as well, um, or secretly feeling the pain. We were at um, dinner the other day and uh, at this restaurant that we used to go to back when we were here a few years back. And we were thinking like, remember when we used to just sit here? And both of us were just so anxious, but neither of us would talk about how anxious we were. We just sit and wallow individually in our anxiety, um, but we were both feeling it. And, and that was why we had so much connection is, is the feelings that we felt. And typically the people in your life, 
you are a match for them at all times. So if somebody's around you, there's a good chance that they carry and harbor some of the same feelings that you're feeling and the fears that you're feeling, insecurities that you're feeling. Um, so opening up about that, sharing it, you'll be surprised as to how many people are actually on the same page. Yeah, no, that's, that's so powerful. And I think, um, gosh, I'm just the visual of you guys sitting next to each other, feeling the same thing and not talking about it. Like that's so powerful <laughs> because, um, I actually, uh, my other podcast that I started last year is called today over tea. And it's really about just having those deep conversations and the conversations that matter versus what you probably talked about that night was just what I call filler conversations. So like, oh, this mm -hmm. food is good. What are you going to order? You know, like those kinds of things. And that to me, just again, another, you know, uh, pet peeve, it just doesn't lead to anything. Like that we don't go anywhere with those types of conversations. Right. People have those conversations out of protecting their ego. Like, I don't want to talk about something that's going to make me uncomfortable that I can't get out of, you know, and it's, uh, it's just not productive. You're just not getting anywhere in your life with those types of conversations. Um, mm -hmm. so what an amazing feeling to be able to reflect on that moment and know that those were happening and then just be like, look how far we've come. You can actually like measure your growth based on the conversations you're having now, right? <laughs> I'm sure it's oh, so- Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of our conversations are just like, what do you think about this? And what if, what about that? Like just going deeper and questioning. Um, so having those types of people around is, is super necessary, not even just an option. It's truly a need. And I, I'm very big on like, this is what I need. These are my needs. It's not just a luxury. I'm not just like, thank you for having this. No, this is a, a, I demand this. I demand this kind of depth in my life. And when you own up to what you need, it arrives owning your happiness in your space. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think that I love that you use the word luxury. Cause I think people, when they say what they need and like luxury of, you know, Oh, I, a fancy car, this or whatever. It's like, but we don't talk about the stat. Like we call that a status level. Oh, you are at a certain mm -hmm. status because you make a certain amount of money or you have a certain car or you do this. But I don't think that we talk about that. A status can also just be how you respect yourself and your time, who you give your time to, the kinds of conversations you have. Like, I'm not gonna sit with someone and have a conversation about a sports team. Like, to me, that doesn't feel like that aligns with the status of conversation that I create with people. Mm -hmm. Like, if you wanna have a conversation about sports teams, like I'm not knocking sports teams, but you know what I mean? Like that for me just does not feel productive unless it's relating to something else that we're talking about that's deeper. So yeah, so that I love that you said that. Um, awesome. Well, is there, uh, you know, is, is there anything that you want to say? I know that, you know, this is an opportunity for you to kind of share who you are. Um, I definitely want you to also share, you know, how people can get in contact with you and I'll have all your links in the show notes, of course. Uh, so anyone that wants to reach out to Halai, um, for what she does, if they want to get mentorship or coaching from her, like we'll link all of her Instagrams and, and, you know, links down below, but is there anything in particular that maybe you want to speak to an audience that is maybe standing in their own way or, you know, that you feel your words could have some impact? I think that the biggest thing that's coming to me right now is if anyone's kind of at that point of like, plateauing or you've done some stuff on your own and you really need to take your growth to that next level. 
um, you will not regret that decision. That, that abundance is like guaranteed to come back. And it's supposed to be scary. Like it should freak you out to make that big of an investment or a decision or to choose yourself so selfishly. Like it should be scary. And if it doesn't scare you, then it's definitely not going to change you. So the more that this, that this transformation almost creates like an intimidated, like you could freeze up, you could be anxious about it, honor that. Like, okay, this, this is really scary. But to the depth that we feel the fear is truly the depth that we'll experience the transformation. Um, so I, I encourage anybody who's like kind of like been tiptoeing and flirting with the idea of taking things to that next, next level. Like this is the time, like, why not? Like it's, you are guaranteed transformation when you dive into this type of fear. So guaranteed. That's totally agree. Yeah. If you do different, you know, you, you do a different thing, you'll get a different result. So like you, that's so true. You'll, you're guaranteed a transformation. It just based on the work you put in is how big the transformation will be essentially. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, amazing. Absolutely. I do have one more question for you. Cause you said you were big yeah. on, um, working in relationships, right? You want to kind of move into that space a little bit. You like working with that partnership concept. Um, so I am in a four-year relationship. I'm engaged and getting married in like three months. <laughs> so very exciting. Amazing. Yeah, man. That my is life. And, uh, my question for you is how do you balance taking care of yourself and working in your higher self and growing as your own individual and loving yourself while you're in a relationship with someone else and you're actively trying to cultivate that relationship and be a good partner? Mm -hmm. And this is, this is like, there's such a little dance in this process because Ooh, this I'm is good where you're that. feminine. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> this is your thing. This is like going to come right back for you. That's it. Um, but it is a dance. It's, you know, being in your feminine and allowing him and empowering him to show up in his masculine. Yeah. So constantly like in that interplay of how we're showing up, but really being able to check in, like, what is authentic for me? What makes me feel alive? And the feminine is love. So what makes you feel alive is like radiating in love. It's a vibration of love. And, you know, when you are in that space, you're doing what inspires you. You're living your absolute full truth. You are radiating love. When he is doing the same, when he is in alignment with his highest self, when he's in his truth, in his purpose, he actually brings this level of deep consciousness to the relationship. Mm. So love plus consciousness is like the super sexy, sweet formula to healthy, intimate partnerships. Um, so truly the only way for both of you to, to have a healthy relationship is to be so deeply in your own sense of self. Mm. And through that, you, you radiate love, he radiates consciousness. And that's why it works. Um, but obviously there's so many little, little things that we can do, things that trigger our inner masculine and inner feminine um, and learning how to like be in that interplay so that you can empower him, that he feels like so in his masculine and you feel so in your feminine and both of you see the light in each other, but also see the difference you have. And you have this strength and this knowing that I don't, and I have something that you don't, I have this intuitive power and this wisdom within my ancestry and within my body that I can use to help serve you as well. So 
That's awesome. It's so much fun. Like relationships are my thing. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like it. I'm excited for, to see how that journeys. And I'm sure a lot of these women, whether they're in relationships now or are going to be in some, they'll probably come running back to you and say, okay, new thing. (laughs) Now I need your help in this. So that's really great. Yeah. That actually helps a lot. Um, cause that we've been going through a lot of growth together, but I think my control thing, it's definitely been wanting to grow intentionally. Um, and sometimes, you know, you just have to do what's right for you. And that is actually going to be what's right for you together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a hard thing for me to accept at the beginning was because I was trying to intentionally like, well, I'll just put myself over here and I'll take care of myself and that's fine. But then I need to make sure that like I'm doing, I'm being the good girlfriend, the good fiance, the good wife, you know, all of that. Um, And really, like you said, if you're solid in who you are and you're starting to live in your truth. And sometimes that means not, you know, putting your relationship first in that moment. That doesn't mean overall, just in that moment. And then he's living Mm -hmm. in his truth. You actually become a better fit for each other. Absolutely. And it's so cool that we've connected that this is something that you feel like drawn to and, and curious about. And I love that, um, yeah, you're just interested in this space because so many women um, tend to have like little bumps in relationship when we're really successful because, mm. you, you know, there's a, you know, work version of us and then there's relationship version of us and, and sure. learning how to balance that, like allow yourself to be in your masculine in your business. Is it okay? But then maybe when it, you switch over to relation, how do I shift out of that? How do I have a, a transition period so that when I'm showing up, it's it's this this version of me. Both can be totally different and still totally authentic. Yes. Um, so not, not being afraid of, of shifting around too much because that's all right. They're, they're all you. Yeah. And I think, thank you for saying that. I think that um, I that works well for me because I, I've spent most of my career and most of my life in my masculine. So that is a a safe space for me. And so actually I prefer when he sees me like that because then I feel like he's seeing me accomplishing and like this person, you know what I mean? Versus the vulnerability in the feminine. Sometimes I'm like, I love that. And I love being intimate and I love him being there for me and protecting me. But sometimes it's like, that's the harder version for me to wrap my brain Mm -hmm. around, (laughs) which I think a lot of women are usually switched in that. So that's, again, brings on some of its own issues but um yeah you're right just be confident but all are versions of you and they're all good and they're all valid so absolutely love that cool well oh my gosh you are phenomenal I could talk to you for hours you just are very knowledgeable (laughs) on all that you do but you're also just very genuine I love that um thank you it's been really fun absolutely absolutely um where can people reach you how can I get in contact with you the best way to connect with me is through Instagram. I'm like really active on there. You'll see my life and what I share and I'm pretty active in my DMs as well. So if you want to connect, just say, Hey, ask me questions, hop in there. Um, and then you can see my application for one-on-one coaching is like my thing. This is like where the most dramatic transformation happens. Um, as well as my courses, which is kind of like a slower pace. If you're ready to get the process started, but you're not ready to like go head first, like flipping over with one-on-one. So yeah, that's, that's ultimately the best way to connect with me. And, and I look forward just to kind of hearing more from you and your audience as well. And and the type of people who are in this discipline world and and how that works for them. That's really interesting space that um, I'm not really like, I don't operate that way. So yeah, Yeah. it's cool that you have this type of uh, ritualistic um, system that works really well for you. 
Totally. I mean, I think that habits make up our life, like our behaviors, like even, you know, someone like you who feels like they're more in their feminine, they don't really have a set routine. There are subconscious things that you do. Right. You know that. Um, and so, but yeah, for me, it's always been very like, this is how I do it. It's very rigid. And then just as I started getting out of the competitive world and trying to understand that life isn't perfect, then I need to tweak and keep the things that work and what help keep me growing, but also don't like adjust the things that put so much pressure on myself to, you know, it, it can be less now because I'm not at that level of intensity that I was before. And so now mm -hmm. I can bring it down and be a little bit more my feminine, like you said, <laughs> which I love. So I think it's just finding a really healthy balance between the two of just kind of feeling free and doing that and being, you know, a little bit more organized and structured. And just, there's a beautiful marriage that can happen there when people really find the balance. Mm -hmm. So you're right. Yeah. So we're both available for coaching as a team, if you'd like. No. <laughs> Oh man. No, that's awesome. It was such a pleasure to meet you officially talk to you. Um, keep doing what you're doing on socials. Like it's very inspiring for, you know, me, but I can just imagine all the people that are watching and just seeing what you're doing and seeing your journey, uh, that they're, they're definitely feeling the transformation through the screen. So thank you for sharing all of those things uh, with us. Thank you. I, I really appreciate you letting me get there. Get in there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's all about us just, you know, sharing space and, and, and holding space for people. And I think that's important. Um, life is not as, I think that's what 2020 taught us the most is slow down, acknowledge people's space and give them room to be themselves. So mm -hmm. see you all next week. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Recovering Perfectionist podcast. I'm Christine, and if this episode resonated with you or spoke to you in any way, please feel free to share. I absolutely love hearing from you guys and your thoughts about the topics based on your experiences. And also, if there's anything you want me to talk about, just screenshot this episode and share it on social media with your comments. Your feedback really helps me to curate episodes that best serve you. If you have time, I would greatly appreciate if you could leave a review wherever you're listening to this episode, whether on Apple or Spotify or any other platform. I'm wishing you a blessed week ahead. And remember, perfection doesn't exist. Take messy action. Healthy habits keep us balanced and you are enough.